Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week, inspired by both her father and Sean McAuliffe, Ivy Hawke completed a law degree, then went straight to Brisbane to become a comedian. Ivy runs a Dungeons and Dragons radio show on Zed Digital, where she encourages writers and comedians to let out their inner goblin. She also made it to the semis of Raw Comedy and was a finalist in the Brat Pack finals, all in her first year on the scene. Ivy performed this story at Melt Festival in Brisbane. Hi. My name is Ivy, and I'm ashamed to say, beyond the introduction I was just given, I'm also a Zoomer. And a gamer. I met my current partner during a Magic the Gathering tournament. I know several other queer people with that story and not a single straight person. <laughs> when I was a teenager, I made my video game named Trans Justice because I love the law. <laughs> and that got me horrifically hate crimed about five minutes in. But um, yeah, people really don't like lawyers, it turns out. Uh... <laughs> I also formed an all-queer women League of Legends team, so yay for friends, because that's awesome. Um, I lost because I play League of Legends competitively. <laughs> but since then, I've been performing in bars and pubs, and I've learned it's helpful to come out as a gamer, because if I don't give that warming, it takes about a 20-minute TED talk before people actually understand my jokes. <laughs> and sometimes I just skip that content entirely and make fun of Townsville. And, of course, when I go to town, so I make fun of Sydney and Melbourne, because... I started comedy actually very young in primary school. I didn't get along with kids. Uh, I was that kid that used to, like, be a suck-up and help the librarian a lot. Uh, Just, like, anything for approval, you know? Uh, (laughs) Who who is that? Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like someone's really relating to my story so hard right now. Um, The first time I related properly to my classmates was during a talent show at camp where I got up and did an improv story. That's not funny! (laughs) Um, It did make everyone laugh though and I came second place and after that kids come up to me and say they really liked my story and appreciated me, which is something I never felt before, you know? Um, From then on my awakening slowly grew. I might struggle to relate to others but I could definitely make them laugh. Um, later I realised it was because I was constantly disassociated, but, you know, I, I could I actually relate to people. It was just hard when I wasn't being me, you know? It was, it was little baby steps, you know? At high school, I did a lot better because of this realisation. I basically fixated on the fun part, ignored the rest of me. I came out as trans when I was about 16, but was so fixated on a law degree, thank you ADHD, that I ignored that part of me till I was done. The funny thing was, I was still out of trans and uni, but I had no coherent identity or, like, fashion sense. Because if you've had anyone that's come out as trans recently, it takes us about a year to work out what clothes are. (laughs) But, yeah. I was like, if I wear stage blacks, like in theatre, then no one will notice me. And all that did in Townsville is make you just really, really hot and sad. (laughs) 
I often joke about how no one in Townsville really knew what being trans was. They just thought I was really gay, but that's not really a joke. That's just real. Um, but they're really accepting about it, so that's fantastic. I was president of a drama club and the Gay Pride Alliance. For a while that, you know, for a while, because that naturally crashed and burned in Townsville, considering interest in gay pride and drama doesn't really exist in a town full of army vets <laughs> and fly and fly out miners. Miners is spelt wrong in the script. I mean, the hitting miners, not the kids, despite what the Republicans think. <laughs> I was also in the Law Society, and I was also in the Young Liberal National Football Team, because I thought that'd be funny. Um, which at the time, though, in Townsville was the only active political party, unless you count those, like, group of guys that were wearing a Kubra's all the time, and we just assumed they were CADA supporters. I did my practical legal training at QUT and became a lawyer, but uni was tough. Being queer is hard. Being a queer job seeker is also hard. I had great parental support, but still managed to get scurvy during it. I think in the age of technology, it's very easy to avoid thinking about your wants and desires with the noise around you, and boy, did I do everything to distract me. Everything from clubbing to spending 4,000 hours on Dota, if anyone knows what that is. Um, but yeah, now that I have a stable life and job, I can think about what I want. Currently, that's the same thing as when I was 10 years old, which is, you know, wanting to make people laugh, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying. I've also come out as a Zoomer and gamer, but I'm often the first person trans people, people who come to my gigs will meet, which is also needing another 20-minute TED Talk. And all up 40-minute TED Talk and four five-minute set of jokes just doesn't really work out time-wise. Um, I recently performed at a no-snowflake comedy night in Brisbane. <laughs> okay, for people who don't know, because someone knows, so that's good. Um, a no-snowflake night is like an Elon Musk-Trump fanboy meetup. Oh, yeah, that's what I like to see. Um, there were one or two people from the regular scene there, but a lot of people who were straight up banned from most venues. I would go into the reasons why, but let's focus on the positive tonight. I actually enjoyed the night, partly because the room wasn't hard, based like jokes. I had assumed a greater challenge, but it was due to the position in the city that was actually walk-ins to the general public, so it wasn't just like four 50-year-old men staring at me as I thought it would be, which has happened before. After a gig, I like to say I enjoyed the night rather than saying I did good, because let's face it, I'm about three years in. You're not really good up until you hit about, I don't know. Some people say they're good around 20 years, and I don't think I can wait that long. Um, but yeah, it's amazing to see people of 20 years still, of all experience still struggling at their club and trying to improve. I don't believe people being good or bad at comedy. I believe if your goal is to have fun and your intention is for us to have fun, then that was a good night. But it was a little satisfying to see sets about how people, like, how men hate their wives fail horribly because it were about eight that night. I didn't realize that comedy still existed, but it does. You just have to try, and I wish I didn't. The MC for the night, though, was someone I'd worked with a while. She's a fantastic comedian who's well-known. She has been banned on Facebook multiple times um, for posts that I definitely don't agree with, but she's always been sweet and lovely to me. That night, though, she told me, oh, now that I've spent more time with you, I see you as a woman, and I'm like... Yes, yeah, it's, it's amazing when I relax. I'm a bit more like me, eh? That's what, that's what I said out loud. The head me wasn't thinking that. Um, and we got to talking after that, and she had a lot of questions. I usually expect people in my fields to know what being trans or queer terms are, because, you know, if you're a lawyer, comedian for like 40 years, surely it would have come up once. It doesn't. The more I'm in these fields, the more I realize that 
people that are like utter geniuses just don't know because they never need to know. Now, I've had these talks before because I'm from Townsville. I'm used to people not knowing, and I enjoy the questions that's normal to me. I enjoy quick, reflective questions about someone just assuming and being a dick. I am sad I don't get that option anymore. But, you know, up north, you're kind of forced to have those combos. You're sort of having a few beers been made, and it's like, all right, but who, who are you? And then that, that's fun for me. Here in Brisbane, we just don't have that connection anymore, I feel like. And someone gets so angsty and aggressive doing it, which is, you know, to be fair, it's just, you know, that's just really funny. Because um, after my conversation with the MC, it was really entertaining to watch her Facebook post change a little. Like she'd learned something. And I felt like I'd done that. But honestly, you know, just meeting someone in your workplace that's queer tends to help a lot in these situations. Um, but this was a win on my part, and it was also fun to talk about how much queer community and queer identities had changed 30 years since, since I'd done stand-up, because time moves way too quickly. I, I, she was, like, saying to me, like, queer used to be a slur back in her age. And I'm like, that, you're right, that is, that is that, it's, it, we've got it back now. And then she started going on all actual slurs, because she thought those are things I actually say, and I'm like, no, 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 you don't. No, no, it's okay, I, I understand, you, you're confused, it's okay. <laughs> Um, this is a recurring theme in my night where I end up in these places because it's less I seek it out, it's more about right-wing places where gamers are and I get tricked. Um, I once had a right-wing boyfriend for like six months. I didn't realise, I didn't realise he was right-wing until I hung out with his friends and then I realised the slurs were like real slurs. Yeah, no, gross, yeah. I did break up with him. My partner's only a little right-wing now. They just do it to trigger me. That is internet troll, you know. Anyway, when I'm not in the tired mood to be a goblin, I like being in these spaces because I found it incredibly endearing to watch people change their minds about my existence in small ways. Much like how I had other crises of identity throughout my life, I like to give them to others. <laughs> That's me. I realized I was focusing down, but bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out Queer Stories on Patreon, where you can support the project for as little as $1 per month. Follow Queer Stories on Facebook for news and event updates. It's been a weird couple of years, what with the pandemic and me becoming a parent, but I'm planning some big things in 2023, and I'd love you to be part of it. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.